This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. Got a beautiful fall day today. Blue skies, temperatures in the mid-50s. We got a beautiful walk through the woods today. My friend from Alaska came down, Eugene. Took a nice long walk this morning. It was very refreshing. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Hope you had a wonderful day. These are your top five headlines for this Thursday, September 29th, 2022. Let's start off with headline number five. Senator Joni Hurst on DOD report, China is exploiting U.S. research programs stealing technology. From the Washington Times, Senator Joni Ernst, Iowa Republican, touted the findings of the study Wednesday, saying the Pentagon's conclusions should be worrying not just to the defense world, but to every government agency that spends on research China might be interested in. China now finds companies that are receiving federal research funding and recruits those firms to work for institutions associated with its own military operations. The American company then dissolves, and whatever was developed with the U.S. funds is transferred to a subsidiary in China, Ms. Ernst said. From the Daily Wire, China has taken numerous steps to infiltrate the U.S. brain trust, at times with unwitting assistance from Americans. More than 100 U.S. universities failed to disclose donations from China, despite requirements. And in 2019, Senate Republicans published a detailed investigation of how China used so-called Confucius Institutes within U.S. colleges to cultivate relationships and push government propaganda while denying the U.S. the ability to do similar on Chinese campuses. Okay, so this has been going on for quite some time. I've heard reports where they have Chinese spies in this country that are 10 times the amount of spies that were here in the U.S. during the Russian Cold War. So this is uh, very concerning from a foreign policy standpoint, also from a technological standpoint that a lot of our information is being stolen and used around the world. And this is technology that we developed ourselves. We spent the research, the R&D, and the Chinese come in and they steal it from us, use it, and they use it against us in many situations. So this is nothing new, but Ms. Ernst is bringing it to the forefront. And I hope that the uh, American companies can take some steps to protect themselves and also It's really uh, a lot to do with Congress and the politicians to step up and take care of this because we cannot have countries coming in and stealing our intellectual property without some kind of consequence. So let's hope that uh, these guys can get uh, their arms around it and put an end to technology thievery. All right, headline number four. Female swimmer who was forced to compete against Leah Thomas says UPenn swimmers thanked her for speaking out. From the National Review, female University of Kentucky swimmer who competed against transgender athlete Leah Thomas's participation in women's swimming said University of Pennsylvania 
team members expressed their gratitude for her advocacy for fairness in women's sports. Quote, I actually had a ton of Leah Thomas's teammates reach out to me personally and thank me for what I'm doing because this is something they deal with every day, end quote. Riley Gaines said alongside Senator Rand Paul during an appearance on Fox and Friends, quote, but of course they're intimidated, they're threatened, they're emotionally blackmailed, end quote. From Fox News, Gaines said she has many examples of Ivy League schools taking action to prevent female swimmers from speaking out. Quote, one of those examples being an email sent to the Ivy League swimmer saying, if you feel uncomfortable changing in an area where you will see male genitalia, here are some resources and you should seek counseling, end quote. Okay, so this is where this transgenderism has gone to the extreme especially when it comes to sports. And this is not a partisan issue. This is uh, very much a bipartisan issue. And many uh, folks, even on the far left, have come to the center on this and realized that you cannot have biological men competing in women's sports. This is where you really see the difference. You can dress up like a woman. You can put on a dress. You can have breast augmentation surgery. You can do a lot of things to change your external appearance, but when it comes to your physicality in sports, a man has a much better possibility to beat a woman because of his physique. When it comes to uh, swimming, where records are broken in tenths of a second, this is where we have to really address this issue, and there is no way you can take a transgender male and put him into a swimming pool with a female, and that female has even a remote chance in most cases to be able to defeat that male. And Leah Thomas is an example of how he has uh, ruined women's sports. And Miss Riley is an example of someone that's speaking out against it. And there are many, many uh, sport athletes that are in favor of, of keeping men out of women's sports. Martina Navratilova is one and many, many of the NCAA women in sports have also spoken out, and I've been to some conferences where they have gathered together and spoke about this, and it has really pulled together uh, even the very far left to the rally against men, biological men, in women's sports. So this is an issue that um, needs to be spoken about, and you can see how they're treating these, uh, these women, telling them they need to go see a counselor to get some kind of help. It's absurd, it needs to stop, and they need to continue to speak out, and this needs to be addressed on the athlete's level. All right, headline number three. Motion to rescind fails. Wisconsin School District to move forward with sex ed for kindergartners. They refuse to leave children alone. Fox News. The Wawatsoe School Board met Tuesday to consider a motion to rescind sex ed's curriculum passed in August. It teaches medically accurate terms in elementary school as well as lessons on gender identity. While Watsa's new human growth and development curriculum will expect kindergartners to know these body part names, penis, vulva, and anus. The committee that created the curriculum says that research shows kids who know the correct names for their genitals are less likely to be sexually abused 
are more likely to report sexual abuse if it happens, have a positive body image, and have a higher self-esteem. Read the full article to find out what children in higher grades will be forced to learn. Town Hall. On Transgender Day of Visibility in March, Biden administration agencies released guidance promoting gender-affirming care for minors, which Town Hall covered. Aside from social transitioning, which includes going by a different name and pronouns, gender-affirming care includes surgeries and puberty blockers. The agencies that published the guidance claimed gender-affirming steps are reversible. Okay, so this is a big problem. We've talked about this even this week, public schools and what they're doing, their indoctrination. This stuff has absolutely no business in schools. This is not what uh, public schools are about. This is something that should be left up to the parents. And to start teaching these kindergartners these things is just way out of bounds. It leads to these gender-affirming these gender affirming issues that are really not something that needs to be discussed at this early age. We're seeing these surgeries and these puberty blockers happening in a lot of these children's hospitals. And it, needs to, it just needs to stop. There's no reason this needs to be taught in public schools. This is a family issue. This is why over a million students have left the public school systems. Many are doing homeschooling. Many are going to charter schools and alternative schools, religious schools, as a result of this absurdity that's going on now in our public schools. And this is just one example of how they're, how they're treating these uh, young kids. I hope that everybody can hear about it and we can really push back on this and take up the responsibility for those that are interested to run for school boards and remove these peoples for office. All right, headline number two. Gavin Newsom signs radical abortion legislation. From the Daily Wire, among more than a dozen abortion and so-called reproductive health bills, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed Tuesday, one piece of legislation has pro-life advocates sick to their stomachs. Assembly Bill 2223 would prohibit coroners from holding an inquest after fetal death related to or following known or suspected self-induced or criminal abortion. The bill would further clarify under the Reproductive Privacy Act that pregnancy loss through miscarriage, stillbirth, abortion, or perinatal death due to causes that occurred in intro would not be criminalized. Senator Melissa Melendez, with Newsom signing of AB 2223, if you attempt to abort your baby but it's born alive, you can now let it die or kill it, and no one can be investigated for the death or hold the woman person who helped her criminally liable. This is grotesque callousness toward the unborn. So this is sick stuff. This guy is one evil son of a bitch, if you ask me. If anybody thinks that California hasn't gone way off the deep end, this governor, this Newsom guy, has no no soul, no spirit, and he thinks he's going to run for president in 2024. I hope everybody that hears this story realizes how absurd uh, this state has become and how absurd this Newsom guy is. This is, a, uh, this is pure infanticide. And if anybody has any soul or any compassion for the unborn, then this example should turn all of your stomachs. So keep that in mind. California, I hope the people out there can wake up and realize 
what you have there sitting in the governor's office. And I hope you can vote him out and definitely don't put him on the ballot for president in 224. All right, headline number one. Hurricane Ian strikes Florida. From the Associated Press, Hurricane Ian's most damaging winds began hitting Florida's southwest coast Wednesday, lashing the state with a heavy rain and pushing a devastating storm surge after strengthening to the threshold of the most dangerous Category 5 status. Fueled by warm waters in the Gulf of Mexico, Ian grew to a catastrophic Category 4 hurricane overnight with top winds of 155 miles per hour. Ian menaced Florida after bringing destruction Tuesday to western Cuba, where two people were reported dead, and the storm brought down the country's electrical grid. Meteorologist Scott Duncan, storm surge in Fort Myers, Florida, is absolutely brutal right now. Major Hurricane Ian is currently equaling the fourth strongest hurricane to hit Florida ever. Okay, so all we can do is really pray for the, uh, the people of Florida, really hope that they can get themselves back to normal as quickly as possible. Electricity's down. Hurricanes are very devastating. I hope people don't try to take advantage of, of the situation and sell water for $10 a bottle or go down and really rip people off. I hope people can be normal and compassionate and really try to help the people in that state. Let's pray for them. This is a, a terrible tragedy, and let's hope that good moral actions will take place and we can see people serving each other, taking care of each other, and let's hope Florida becomes a great state once again. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Thursday. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. Actually, we'll be out of town the next couple of days. We're going to take a little trip here to go visit uh, my son. So won't be here on Friday, but we'll see you on next Monday. So have a great weekend, and we'll see you then. God bless you. Have a great rest of your week. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it.